You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Oh, come, this is O Emmanuel by Malcolm Gite. Oh, come, oh, come, and be our God with us. Oh, long sought withness for a world without. Oh, secret seed, oh, hidden spring of light. Come to us, wisdom. Come, unspoken name. Come, root and key and king and holy flame. Oh, quickened little wicks so tightly curled. Be folded with us into time and place. Unfold for us the mystery of grace and make a womb of all this wounded world. O heart of heaven beating in the earth, O tiny hope within our hopelessness, come to be born, to bear us to our birth, to touch a dying world with new-made hands and make these rags of time our swaddling bands. You can keep meditating on that with that image from Linda Richardson as I continue here. Emmanuel means God with us. And God is with us. Jesus, being born in time and place, makes a womb of all this wounded world. Alleluia. And how wounded this world is. The Holy Family were victims of the wounded world. They came right into it. The tiny hope, the tiny baby Jesus, was threatened from birth by tyrants who needed to be torn off their thrones. From the moment of his first cry, he was pursued by those seeking his life. Have you heard that part of the story? After the Magi, a.k.a. the wise men, a.k.a. the three kings, a.k.a. los reyes magos, visit Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they realized they had tipped off Herod to this thing that had happened. They went to Herod's court and they said, where is the king of the Jews to be born? And Herod plays long because he wants to kill this baby. He's, a, he's, a, he's an insecure tyrant. He, and he literally, historically, killed his children, his family, in order to preserve his power. And an angel saved the baby right then again. Um, all of these dreams coming to, to change the course of history so Jesus could survive, the, the Magi received this message from God, don't go back and tell Herod where the baby is. And they go home by another way. And the baby isn't killed with all of the babies in Bethlehem who are slaughtered. This is the way the story goes. Herod uh, decrees that everyone under the age of two should be killed in Bethlehem just in, so, we, so we can get this guy. This, this rival to my throne. I'm the king of the Jews, he said. That's where we get the, the, the words for this old song. Herod the king in his raging, his man of might, uh, charged he hath this day, his man of might in his own sight, all children young to slay. Do you know this Coventry Carol? This is a this is a Christmas carol. Yeah. Yeah, it's a scary Christmas carol, just like Casey was talking about. But then it goes to that tenderness, that holding, that scary, somehow this is going to be all right. Lule, thou little tiny child. Bye-bye, Lule, Lule. 
who lay thou little tiny child bye bye luli lule kind of a haunting melody flips to the major at the end there right is that that's what it's doing pat yeah jesus is born into terror mary and joseph bring him into a wounded world where it where it would be understandable if there were no hope at all but mary has shown us her hope we were just singing her song my heart shall sing of the day you bring let the fire of your justice burn that's mary the song that that casey read from the bible is the magnificat because in latin it was something like i magnify you as magnificat joseph received his hope in dreams an angel told him in a dream to not divorce mary even though she was pregnant before they were joined together and an angel comes again in a dream after the magi leave to flee to egypt after the after the magi leave and and tells joseph to flee to egypt from herod uh, so he gets the tip and they and they're they're off they're they're refugees the holy family mary joseph and jesus are the holy refugee family jesus was born into a dying world and almost died before he could die to redeem it and rescue us from death that threat is present throughout the gospels and we we we, we note it we don't want to cover it over Today, the number of people fleeing violence is the highest recorded since World War II. According to figures recently released by the United Nations Refugee Agency, as old conflicts have, have dragged on and new ones have erupted, the global population of people displaced by conflict this year, well, this like kind of study year, it was really 2018, reached 70.8 million people. That's up from a little over 43 million a decade ago. 70.8 now, 43 million before. 43 million was terrible, and it's working on doubling. Around 80% of the world's refugees have been living in exile for five years, and around one-fifth of them for 20 years. The recent report noted underscoring the intractable nature of the situation. This is what Filippo Grandi, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees said, we have become almost unable to make peace. From October 1st, 2017 to September 30th, 2018, so that same year when there were 70.8 million refugees counted, uh, the United States admitted 22,491 refugees. And that was under the ceiling that the government had set of 45,000. Didn't didn't get half of that. Uh, in this year, 2019, the, the government has set it at 20 uh, at 30,000. And the goal for next year is 18,000. Oh, here, oh, check this out. We used to really let a lot of refugees in. The blue line is the United States admitting, admitting refugees. And the, the green line is everyone else in the entire world. So we, we used to be the best at this. The story that we are told is that there's not enough room for them here. These people, this baby, this one here, I mean, 
Uh, there's not enough jobs for them here. There, there are not enough schools for them here. Them, 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 we fear them. The fear is settling into us as, as, as if it were common sense. That's the, the, big, the big thing we're working on here. The fear is settling into us as if it were common sense. The, 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 the source of the fear is now the fear itself. It's snowballing. Uh, but, but is there enough room for, for all these refugees in Lebanon? This is a fascinating chart. The big balloon there is Lebanon. There is 156 refugees in Lebanon for every 1,000 people in Lebanon. So that's like 15% of the country is refugees, most of them living kind of in squalor on border camps, refugee camps. If the United States were to admit refugees at a rate of 15%, uh, there would be... 49 million people in the United States living as refugees. And, and like we were looking at that chart, since 1980, the U.S. has admitted a lot of people. Three million refugees currently live in the United States. That is a lot. But the, but the vast majority of that was in the 80s and 90s. What happened? What happened? This happened. The terrorist attacks on September 1st, 2001 in New York. We have descended into a war on terror and has become our way of life. How do we wait in the face of terror? The U.S. government would have you accumulate as much of your own wealth and protect it no matter what is happening. They want to keep you scared enough to believe that only brute force and isolation will keep us safe. And they are good at helping us to believe that. The terrible circumstances in this war-torn world don't make it hard. It's easy to fear and to amplify our fear and then to live by that fear. On 9-11, Stephen Furman saw the World Trade Center aflame through the window of his Empire State Building office and watched transfixed as a second fireball burst from the Twin Towers. He ran through the 78th floor, urging everyone to get out, thinking their skyscraper could be next. With transit hubs shut down, he couldn't get home to his family in suburban Westchester for hours. Shaken by the experience, the apparel broker, his wife, and their two small children moved within four months to a gracious South Florida suburb they figured would be safer than New York. So it was until Valentine's Day 2018 when mass violence tore into Parkland, Florida, too. There really is no safe place, Fuhrman said, whose children survived but lost friends in the massacre that killed 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. There really is no safe place. And remember, the man in charge of, of the, our nation's peacemaking efforts for the world Filippo Grandi says, we have become almost unable to make peace. There really is no safe place. This is where we live. We live here in this wounded world. Anita shared this with me the other day on Instagram. This is, this is one of the things we can do. A reporter once asked A.J. Muist, a Dutch-born American clergyman, and pacifist who protested against the Vietnam War. 
Do you really think you're going to change the policies of this country by standing out here alone at night in front of the White House with a candle? Muse replied softly, Oh, I don't do this to change the country. I do this so the country won't change me. The world we live in, this war-torn world, is changing you. Admit that. Confess that. How do we wait in the face of terror? Start by seeing how real it is. It's so real. It's so raw. Know that it makes you scared. How could it not? And then light a candle so you don't become who you are not. Light a candle and cry out with Mary, this is who I am because this is who God is. Don't be defined by the fear that is pervading this wounded world, that's pervading your wounded heart. Be defined by God's deliverance instead and stand up with your hand up, with your candle lit. A poor girl from the backwater of Israel, Galilee, Nazareth. What good could come from Nazareth? The first disciples wondered as Jesus marvels them. That's what they said. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. How could he be the Messiah? And then in Acts 2, the people say, we can tell that these men are unlearned hill country people by their Galilean accents. That's where Jesus is from. Mary, she's from the bottom. Mary and Joseph are just like the Marias and the Joses that I am sure were part of the caravan that came north from Honduras this summer. They were them. They were part of a dissatisfied underclass that Pilate feared. He's the Roman governor. He knew these people are dangerous. They were the ones prone to revolt. But God gives them a new way to be revolutionary, and they know that the promises are true. Mary demonstrates her trust when she sings. I'm going to read it again in this new translation. My soul declares that the Lord is great. My spirit exults in my Savior, my God. My soul cries out with a gospel now. He saw his servant girl in her humility. From now, I'll be blessed by all peoples to come. The powerful one, whose name is Holy, has done great things for me. His mercy extends from father to son, from mother to daughter, for those who fear him. Powerful things he has done with his arm. He routed the arrogant through their own cunning. Down from their thrones he hurled the rulers. Up from the earth he raised the humble. The hungry he filled with the fat of the land, but the rich he sent off with nothing to eat. He has rescued his servant, Israel, his child, because he remembered his mercy of old. Just as he said to our long-ago ancestors, Abraham and his descendants forever. She sees the reversal of the ages coming, and she rejoices. She crosses all the lines She's fearsome, determined, and ready for new creation that does not fit into the old. The old must be transformed. Something new must happen. This cannot stand. How do you wait in the face of terror? Can you wait like Mary, who refuses to let the long wait cow her under the boot of her oppressors? Will you be oppressed by the fear that oppresses you? I know. We're growing up in a culture of fear, 
terror threats at color-coded wheel levels. Every immigrant a potential criminal. But it's more than that. It's personal, too. These fears come from our insides as well. Our needs have not been met. Our loves have been broken. Our trust is tiny, like our hope, and and often for good reason. Can Jesus deliver you from that, too? From your anxieties and insecurities? Can he do it? Yes. If God can perform this grand miracle, being born in human flesh, can he also be born in every ragged human heart? In your bruised and broken soul? Yes. When the angel came to Mary and said, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. Yes, she was afraid. Casey had us with our blankets earlier because yes, this is terrifying. But she said yes anyway. Yes to more hope and yes to more love. The terror the, the fear. This world is terrible. It's all real. But we will not be shaped by fear if we are shaped by love. Perfect love casts out fear. In a way, when we say yes to Jesus, we become a, a sort of refugee too. We cross the lines that would confine us so we can survive in a world dominated by fear. Joseph took the baby and his mother to Egypt. He immigrated to another land where he would be safe. Maybe we too can be refugees here from from a culture of, of fear. Maybe this can be a place where we're creating an alternative culture. I hope so. Where we aren't dominated by fear. Where Jesus is creating home for us. Even if it, this world doesn't feel like our home, even if the the basic operating principles of our new hearts and our new community don't fit into the standards of the world. Herod's slaughter in Bethlehem looks a lot like the devastation that have sent all those refugees all over the world. It doesn't seem like there's anything new, so it's got to be us. It is unlikely that the kind of sea change necessary for the United States to admit millions of refugees is going to happen. That would be a whole project. We need to create housing somewhere and, 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 and create jobs. It, it's, a, it's a huge undertaking if we wanted to admit 49 million people. I, I, I think it's unlikely that that will happen. But that, that doesn't mean we shouldn't hope that it would. Or we, or we shouldn't imagine and do the research to figure out how would even anybody do that? Can, can we have that kind of imagination for the world that doesn't exist yet? Can, can we wait for the new creation and welcome the, the, the glimmers of it when we see it coming? Can we live in the shreds of the future as they exist now and start stitching them together? Yes. Our country is not our country. We have rejected its culture of fear. We have left. How do you wait in the face of terror? Will you listen to the angel in your dreams like Joseph and do whatever it takes to survive? Will you keep your tiny hope alive by evacuating your homeland? 
Is there some line you aren't supposed to cross that you will cross anyway to get free from what will certainly destroy you? What will it take for you to pick up everything and live in a new land, away from the culture of fear that will kill your child, the tiny child of your hope, the faith in Jesus still tender and growing within you? We might consider a circle of hope like a a bit of a, a refugee camp for survivors of that threat. We have moved out, and we might never be able to go back. I hope you find refuge from fear here. I hope you find refuge from fear in your cell, where people let down their guard and talk about their real struggles and hopes. I hope you find refuge from fear here in this meeting, where the rhythms of our ancestors and the faith of those around you hold you up when it's too hard for you to stand yourself. I hope that you can find freedom from fear when you sing with Mary. My soul magnifies the Lord. I hope you find refuge from fear when you light your candle with us later and remember who you are because of who God is. Because here's the last thing. We already are something else. Even for those 70.8 million refugees, we are someone to them. We are something for them. We've made something that that was enough to, to, to make a difference through our partnership with the Mennonite Central Committee. We're doing more than the boundaries of our political state can confine. Here's a quote from MCC. In its largest humanitarian response since World War II, MCC has programmed more than $63.4 million to respond to conflict and displacement in Syria since 2012 and Iraq since 2014. MCC's response programming spans four countries, both Syria and Iraq, along with neighboring Lebanon and Jordan, who host large refugee populations relative to their national size. In these countries, MCC works in close partnership with church relief organizations, Islamic charitable societies, national non-governmental organizations, and community-based organizations. We're part of that. 2020 is coming, and we're, we're working on making a budget, and we've budgeted to share, out of our common fund, $14,750 with Mennonite Central Committee. And through our good businesses, we're planning on sharing $131,000. $157. We make that. Uh, maybe, maybe our refugee camp isn't actually a camp. Maybe we're, 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 we're developing into a town or even a city that reflects that heavenly city that's promised to us in Revelation. When heaven and earth are reborn, there's going to be some kind of beautiful city where we're all going to live together. Uh, maybe maybe we're, we're beginning to do as er, on earth as it is in heaven a little bit as we build up things like this. For now, he is our withness in a world without. And no matter how that without, how without this world feels, how strong that without is in your heart, he is with us. And he's returning to melt away the ruins of another age. He's making us able to be who we really are. Then we will be without all that steals love and deforms us by its fear. Then we will be one with perfect love. And there won't be any more room for fear at all. That's coming.
Let's hope for it. Let's pray for it now. Yes, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth now as it is in heaven. Give us hope and imagination. Help us to stand up under the weight of fear and let your perfect love fill us up. Make us strong in our hope with Mary, strong in our survival with Joseph, uh, being claimed by another country, being welcomed into a space that doesn't quite exist yet, but we're stepping into it anyway to make it so. You've chosen us to do this with you. We are humbled by this lifting up, but we receive it, and we ask you to help us continue in your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.